BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Are you a football fan looking for the latest analysis and news on the Jacksonville Jaguars? You're in the right place. Black and Teal, baby. Welcome to the Gen Jag Podcast with your host, Jordan DeLugo. Move those chains. Here's your host, Jordan. This is the 59th episode of the Gen Jag Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan DeLugo, joined as always by my co-hosts, Scott Klein and Hunter Evans. The Jaguars have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers in the divisional round and are off to New England this weekend to take on the Patriots for the AFC Crown, American Football Conference Championship, this weekend. How are we doing today, boys? Fired up? I'm riding high. It still doesn't feel real. No, I mean, it's, it does still kind of feel fake. I feel like somebody's going to wake me up eventually. I see. It's so weird seeing... Blake Bortles today, just in front of that backdrop with AFC I Championship. That AFC Championship so, man, that's so surreal. When Tad Dickman put that on Twitter, yeah. um, that was when I think it finally was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're really, here, boys. They're really we there. We did it. Yeah, that, that, was, uh, that I think made it hit home a little more. We done did it. That's right. Follow Scott Klein on Twitter, at ScottKlein1. Follow Hunter Evans, at CoachH underscore Evans. Of course, we missed y'all last week. I was sick. I'm still a little bit sick, but I'm fighting through it. It's been like a week and a half cold here. Still got the like nasally thing going yeah. on, and my throat's not right. But it is what it is. You can follow myself at Jordan DeLugo, Hunter at Coach H underscore Evans. Make sure to check out Bold City Brewery. They're the one and only sponsor of the Gin Jag podcast. You can find them online at boldcitybrewery.com. 
on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bold City Brewery. And you can check them out at either of their locations in Riverside on Roselle or downtown on East Bay Street. They've hooked us up with some excellent beverages today. We've got a pop-top segment coming up later. Right now we're sipping on some barrel-aged Mad Manatee. Mad Manatee is one of their flagship beverages. IPA, it's good stuff. Then we've also got the Astral Decay, which is a uh, nice, very flavorful, uh, but not overpowering drinkable beer, I think. It's good stuff, 7% alcohol. So again, thanks to Bold City Brewery. Check them out at boldcitybrewery.com. We've got a watch party coming up this weekend at Bricks Tap House, as always, in Jacksonville Beach. They have complimentary brunch until 1 p.m. on Sunday. We'll obviously have a later kickoff than normal, 3.05 kickoff for the AFC Championship. And we'll be out there. We'll have merchandise for you to pick up. Uh, you can also pick up any Jim Jag merchandise online right now at jimjag.com. We're doing 10% off all orders with the code DUVAL, capital D, lowercase U-V-A-L, 2017. Enter that code at checkout and you'll get 10% off. We've got Jalen Ramsey themed t-shirts, AJ is my boy, eh? welcome to Saxonville, Division Champs, Jackson 5, lots of fun stuff on there. And uh, it's been moving pretty quickly this week. I've been very busy packing up uh, merchandise and shipping it out, so that's been good. So keep those orders coming. Again, if you want to get 10% off your order, it's capital D, lowercase u-v-a-l, 2017 at checkout. We've got a ton to get into today. Like we said, the Jaguars took down the Steelers this weekend in Pittsburgh. Uh, they're the only team to go up to Pittsburgh twice in one season to beat the Steelers twice. Yeah. <laughs> they did it in 2007, did it in 2017, <clears throat> 10 years later, and they're the only team to ever do that. So really, just great storyline. I mean, the Jags since Ben Roethlisberger was drafted by the Steelers, have dominated the Steelers for whatever reason, and especially at Heinz Field. Yeah. Roethlisberger's only beaten the Jaguars once at Heinz Field in, I believe, six or seven tries. Yeah, we, we're 5-1 we're now. Yeah. I'm sorry, I believe it's... I think it's 5-1. 6-1 and one. now. Well, okay, either as, way. As Jones Drew said on Sunday, that's our second home. Yeah, that's right. Heinz Field's good to us, that's for sure. Now... We've got a lot to get into. We've got injuries. We'll recap Jaguars, Steelers, give you our notes on that. And, of course, we will spend a great portion of the show previewing Jags versus Pats, Brady versus Bortles, Coughlin versus Belichick, great offense versus great defense. It's going to be a fun show. Let's start off with Dan Shaughnessy. Hmm. Boston Globe sports writer, covers the Patriots. As most of you probably know by now, he's come out and he wrote a really inflammatory article that just poo-poos on the Jaguars and gives them zero chance to beat the Patriots. What do we think about that? What a hack. Just an absolute joke. Just something to, to make the story. It's clickbait. Yeah. It's, it's to get people fired up. It's to get his name inserted into the conversation yeah. of the Jaguars Patriots. Yeah. It's just it, he's doing he's a columnist. He's a columnist. Well, he's do, he's here's the thing though. Getting, There's other guys out there that do cover the Patriots that are not 
They're yeah. not saying the Patriots are absolutely going to run away with this one. Whereas Dan Shaughnessy literally gives the Jaguars no chance. He says it's a foregone <laughs> conclusion. See you in Minneapolis. He even says maybe they should rest Tom Brady. Yeah, it's just <laughs> completely inflammatory and a complete joke. I wrote an article about it just saying how wrong he is. It's I just mean, embarrassing how ignorant it just makes someone who's supposed to keep an eye on, on the league and know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's embarrassing, you <laughs> to be honest. you got to lose credibility. Yeah. Like, you just look like an idiot. For anybody, for me, in the at this level of football, the NFL, for any columnist, reporter, journalist, whatever you want to call them, to say that a team has zero chance to win a football game is it's asinine. Well, it's, at this saying level, the Browns don't have a chance to beat some team. The might Browns be, aren't in the AFC Championship game. No, that's <laughs> my point. But I, I, to see, not even just the AFC Championship. Just in general, this matchup. Forget, yeah. forget that it's the Jaguars versus the Patriots. You look at these two rosters, and to say that the Jaguars have zero chance to win is ridiculous. It, it's, they just went up to the Pittsburgh for the second time this year and beat them and have scored, on what, almost 80 points? In Pittsburgh? Yeah. They scored 75 points in Pittsburgh in two games. To me, it's just, that's absurd. To me, it's a guy who has maybe watched one Jaguars game this year, and that was against Pittsburgh. He probably hasn't watched a Jaguars game. He's probably, he he probably just knows that the Jaguars are coming to Boston. And he, he, I guarantee you the biggest thing to him is, oh, the Titans beat this team twice, and we just dismantled them. Yep. And as we should all know by now, that's not the way the NFL works. No. Games are matchup based. You can't say, "Oh well, we beat the Titans. The Titans beat the Jaguars. We're going to beat the Jaguars." The you can't say that. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. If you were going to say that, I mean, the Dolphins beat the uh, Patriots. Right. Well, I mean, what does that mean? Exactly. That should the Patriots the shouldn't be in the I mean, playoffs. Lost in my mind, the Steelers <clears throat> beat the Patriots. Yeah. If yeah. it wasn't for a bad call, they they win the game. And it's not even like a bad call at some point in the fourth quarter. It was the call. The game-winning touchdown, <laughs> yeah. pretty much. I mean, this I, it is just an ultimate clickbait guy. He's trying – he literally is taking the whole – the stigma of this franchise and running with it. He's taking what the national average fan wants to see the Jaguars yeah. be, and he's running with it. He knows it's going to piss off Jaguars fans because Jaguar fans are the most – Savage and ruthless fan base, I think, in the NFL, but we're up there. Yeah, like he knows what he's going to get from writing this article. He's not right. I don't think he wrote that article with the intention of, oh, this is going to be good. This is my polar surprise winner. I bet. <laughs> I bet he's really when he's closed. He goes home, closes doors. Well, he's when worried. he goes home and walks down to his mom's basement and <laughs> you know sits on World Warcraft. This to know, me, this is I a hope guy. He has a good night. This well, is a guy who's. Who's potentially worried about the upcoming game, but trying to be a, a Patriots fan with yeah, better than everyone? Your chest out if he's not worried, he should be. <laughs> yeah. Now, my point here is not to say that the Jaguars are going to beat the Patriots, which I do think will happen. But my point is to say, you can't say the Jaguars don't have a chance to beat the Patriots. Yeah. You can't say it's not possible or even plausible that a team that boasts a fantastic pass rush has Tom Coughlin running the show and uh, a dominant running game, has no chance to beat the Patriots. By all accounts, the Jaguars had no shot beating the Steelers. Well, not by our accounts, that's well, for sure. But, I mean, and national media. The and national media everyone. and the national analyst have said since 
halfway through the year that the one team, one of the main teams that can derail the Patriots this year was the Jaguars. Yeah. Because they match the formula of every team that's beat the Patriots right. in these kind of games. Yeah, and we'll get into more of that when we get into our Patriots preview hot and heavy. We're just kind of getting amped up here. <laughs> get the juices flowing a little Championship bit. weekend. That's it's right. A, Championship weekend. You're not thinking about the NFL draft. You're not thinking about the upcoming East-West Shrine game, which has been like a highlight of yeah. January for me in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot it's even going on. I don't know who's playing in the game. <laughs> East-West Shrine game is not the biggest game. Obviously, Senior Bowl is a bit bigger. But there's a lot of good players that are going to be in the East-West Shrine game, a lot of guys that are going to get drafted. Hey, so in... And, all, and just to wrap it up, hey, Dan, you don't have to watch the game this weekend. I'm sure there's a lot of people that will let you know what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Just oh. don't even bother tuning in. I'm down with that. Around 7 o'clock, your Twitter feed <laughs> yeah. could be very, very busy. <laughs> now, uh, to the Jaguars side of things, Leonard Fournette was in a fender bender yesterday. And uh, no injuries from that. But uh, some cool stuff did come out of it. Fournette posed mm-hmm. with the... Uh, police officers that responded, and then he actually signed bumper. Uh, his bumper. Shot Khan's bumper. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the flex and gate bumper. <laughs> if y'all don't know, Shot Khan uh, cut his teeth and still does um, redefining what bumpers are yeah. in America, really. Yeah, he makes like 92% of the bumpers in the world or something. So, yeah, four nuts in an accident, but no injuries. All that came from it was a couple good stories, some nice pictures, and, and some, a, some great comments on Twitter. It was a, saw, or the, <laughs> the the gifts of the Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw somebody uh, say yeah. this is the first. Uh, he's like, this is coming out of the draft. Uh, no one thought Leonard Fournette could be caught from behind. Well, now he was. And then, like, he's always been good making yards after contact. I, I saw yeah. one. It was a Titans fan. I think it was on Twitter. Said something about is anybody else wondering why somebody on the the opposing team always gets sick or hurt or something around the Patriots? It does like, seem like that. The, the missile threat came for Hawaii when Mariota's <laughs> about to play. <laughs> <laughs> and now this, it's just. Well, it, it's a good. They got a horseshoe up there, but speaking of injuries, prior to this game, came out that Tom Brady was limited today with an injured right hand. He was meeting with the medical staff instead of meeting with the media during the Pat's media session. Uh, is this all smoke, no fire? What do y'all think? I just think Giselle might be out of town. Um, you know, kids might be gone. Might have put on a nice. You know, <laughs> Any given That's Sunday or something, injuries, you know, right injuries, really, really hurt. Switch it up, Tom. All you know? right. <laughs> to me, no, but like seriously, it could be a hang. Like we were talking about this earlier, it could be a hangnail on his pointer finger or something that they just want to relax so it doesn't get inflamed. If, if something stupid, if it's still attached, he's playing. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, yeah, I don't think anybody's going to question if he's going to play yeah. or not. But can it affect his effectiveness? No, because they'll stick a needle on him. They'll call it a day on Sunday. It's Tom Brady. Like, he, he, it's Tom Brady. It's Tommy B. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, Tom Brady's probably one of the best football players ever played the game. And I don't think, other than an ACL tear, he's ever been really kept out of something. Yeah. So, I wouldn't worry about it. I don't think anybody should look too much into it. Same view from you, Scott? Yeah. I mean, he, he was still practicing today. Um, he didn't meet with the media. I'm sure... To me, there's always a scheme behind what the Patriots do. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. for sure. I just I, I don't unless unless he actually sits out of practice, and even then, it's not. There's no guarantees he won't play. It's gonna. I just think the whole the aura around the Patriots is growing. Like that whole like even the Belichick. Yeah, the Belichick yeah. side, the whole hood up and the hands in the pocket, the whole game. Yeah. Like he wasn't like that the whole time. It's it's starting to grow, and I think they're whether they're doing it on purpose, subconsciously, they're starting to kind of play into that mystique because they're turning into their own character kind of yeah. thing. And there's nothing wrong with it. Everybody does it, but... He's turning into Darth Sidious. But, <laughs> I mean... I can see it. With the hood up. I Absolutely. think they kind of enjoy it. Like, secretly, I do think inside that building, they enjoy this outside view of there's no are. question about it yeah. they enjoy it they love it they, they probably sit in the room and play Mario Kart they don't watch film <laughs> and I guarantee you the person who likes it the most is uh, Robert Kraft oh yeah he's he making, revels in that the well not even the money amazing. just the pride he gets oh, yeah. from this whole thing because for him I mean at this point money's not really an no, object but I mean he just gets to sit back and watch this little thing he's built, you know, really just right. kind of so, fester. So Bill Belichick <laughs> is Darth Sidious. Obviously Brady is Anakin. Yeah. Who is Robert Kraft? I mean, I don't he's watch Plagueis. Plagueis or whatever his name is. The creator. Uh, for all you Star Wars nerds out there, you're welcome. For everyone else who lives yeah. in the real world, we're sorry for that. Live free and prosper, right? <laughs> <laughs> <A little tangent. laughs> okay. All right. I just pissed somebody off. Oh yeah. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> now, speaking of this aura and uh, playing into it, the Patriots always blow smoke up their opponent's ass, and they've been doing yep. it big time this week. Every week, uh, it's Bel- the toughest test of the year. Belichick had just <laughs> raved about the whole defense. He said Blake Bortles has been playing really well. Brady's pre- pretty much did the same thing. Several other Pats players were doing the same thing. Now, you... You might be concerned that perhaps the Jaguars will let this get to their head. First thing you see Telvin Smith <laughs> say, he's like, that's the oldest trick in the book. Snakes uh, not falling for yeah, that. Yeah. So the good thing is the Jaguars know oh, yeah. what the Patriots are doing, and they don't really give a shit. So, And they're not playing into it at all. The only real trash talk you saw, which wasn't even trash talk, was Jalen Ramsey after the Steelers game saying that the Jaguars were going to go to the Super Bowl? And that was cool, to get the crowd out. Yeah, you're, you're out in front of you know 10,000 Jaguar fans that want to hear you say we're going to the yeah. Super Bowl. So and I said it. Well, and I, I guarantee think, you that's played in the Patriots locker room. Whether or not it's. I don't think, I don't, I don't think, think it, it is. is. Because I think. They don't care. Other than the, the casual yeah, fan that just wants to talk shit on Twitter, they see through what he actually said. Like. He wasn't talking trash about the Patriots. And I, he and was just talking, like, he was hyping on the fans. And Frank Frangio was talking about today, actually, while I was on the way here, that that plane ride, the bus ride, everything until they walked into the was stadium was completely silent. Yeah. yeah. Nobody celebrated. There was no bottles popping. The only reason they were hyped up at the stadium is because the fans. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. trying to help show the fans. But, so I. Can- and how do you look that deep into someone? Yeah, and, it's and Ramsey. And when you sit and think about it, <clears throat> I mean, a young team like us can feed on that because it's like, hey, we're up and comers. Yeah, we got a lot of doubters. Let's prove them wrong. The Patriots don't need that. No. They know <clears throat> who they are. They don't care what the other team's doing outside outside the sidelines. You right. know, all they're the like, as long as, as we got Belichick and Brady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It doesn't Don't matter what's down. being said. You can overlook us all you want. This I would. Is, I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, there's really nothing to say about it. Like, I think as any anybody with common sense can see all this little smoke and mirrors that's going on between both of the sides and just kind of see through it. I mean, yeah, because you have the Jaguars players basically doing the same, saying the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, this is the best team. Tom Brady's the best ever. Well, yeah, Clayus Campbell said it today he's the best yeah. player ever. But I mean, and you know, this is where Tom Coughlin I think has changed this the attitude around so much. Is he is in? He's deep inside that locker room, really kind of. Whether he's not pumping what they're saying, he's he's influenced the way he they knows say the it. DNA yeah. of yeah. a winning team. And part of that DNA is how you interact with the media. Mm-hmm. And you've seen that this year. Yeah. Oh, the, the way they've acted with the media is spot on. I do. They, they know every little knob to turn. And you can really tell how well they speak in the media and what they put on Twitter. They know what to turn to really get Duval going and to really start to maybe not take shots outside of Duval, but to start to kind of like pick and pry. and I <laughs> haven't seen Jalen Ramsey liking any negative posts about Blake Bortles. <laughs> that is serious. <laughs> no, I, well, I think Leonard Fournette said it after the game. That's like, or somebody said it, that they're a family now. Like they really, yeah. they're fully behind Blake Bortles. And that's what they say after every game. If mm-hmm. you don't believe Bailey that, go look at what Malik Jackson had to say. Oh, I was just about locker to room say interview Calais <laughs> Campbell's getting interviewed and... Malik Jackson just jumps in and he is talking like a very angry, large <laughs> yeah. black man. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he knows like, it's that yeah, he's like that angry uncle just yelling yeah. for no reason. You could you just picture him on a porch with a with a bottle of beer. Yeah. I'm <laughs> telling you. Yeah, yelling at the people, the kids yeah. riding their bikes. Like, what you got to say, Jarrell Casey, about Blake Borders when you watch us sitting at home next week? The best the thing about Campbell's face. Campbell's face. He goes, ooh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a weird mixture. It really is. This team's built on so much like youthful swag mm-hmm. and that kind of old school, don't talk shit about us mentality kind yeah. of thing. And it's... It's actually kind of like turning into something. Like as the year goes on, it really starts to build, and I think it's really molded the franchise's image. And I think it's starting to mold, like the city starting to build back with it. I that, agree. that old school Duval mentality, I think, is really starting to come back, where the and city I, fully backs the the ideals of the, the team. And I just love how seemingly in sync the city and the team is. Embracing the Duval oh, yeah. chance, Duval Lenny, till we die. Lenny Curry getting on Twitter <laughs> and saying that you know don't go to the airport, go to the stadium. He, like the mayor, is outspoken. I mean, he's a fan. Oh yeah, that's the thing. That's he's awesome. A fan. Yeah. But yeah. it's awesome. Or like the fact that the uh, the interim superintendent for Duval County Schools made a bet with the public, the Pittsburgh superintendent, <laughs> like that thing. Yeah. Like the whole city is really starting to get behind the whole Sonatis thing, and you know. It's fun to watch. It really is fun to watch. Like I kind of got chills when they came back in the stadium yeah. because it feels like the city's really behind what's going on. Finally. So, yeah. It's like we've been here for, you know, well, we've been here the whole damn time, but this last <clears throat> 10 years that we've been here, we didn't and we've been supporting the team. It's good to see other people finally jumping on board. Yeah. I mean, we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, but I go to the games with my in-laws because we're all season ticket holders, and my father-in-law is really a Cowboys fan. He's like a secondary Jaguars fan. And he There's said he's never been to a playoff game, but when they were doing the towels at the yeah. Bills game, he was like, that chill. Was, that was like, cool. yeah. <laughs> you could just 
tell the energy in the stadium. So you could hear it too. Oh, you yeah, can definitely hear it. And even it was talking about the Bills game just real quick. Even just it wasn't a great game to watch. It was kind of a slow defensive battle, but there was just this sense of excitement throughout the entire game. It felt like a party in the stadium. Yeah, oh, it, was it was awesome. It's gonna be a party, that's <laughs> for sure. Now, uh, Jaguars Steelers. We don't really need to talk about it too much. I mean, it's pretty obvious what happened out there. The Jaguars really jumped up on them early. But we'll break down what we saw from some of the players and uh, different different units out there on the field. Let's start with Blake Bortles, who highly criticized for his performance against the Bills, even though his second half performance was as good as the Jaguars have had in the second half. Yeah. Not just passing, but... The combination of going six for eight in the second half and rushing the ball as many times as he did and effectively as he did was really impressive against the Bills. He built upon his second half performance and really played well against the Steelers. What did y'all see from him in that one? I, I mean, I thought he played. He, it was clean. The whole game was yeah. clean from the first drive. They really did. The, their game plan was different from the start. I you think could Hackett see, did a great job. Hackett did an amazing job, and it almost kind of. Puts money in that jar of they were just being really vanilla against the Bills. Oh, yeah, it was Knowing, like a damn preseason game. I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're like, like if we can play our defense, we don't need to show anything on offense. No, and they came out throwing the ball four times in a row. They threw the ball in the first half, yep. coming out and scoring on the first drive a touchdown. Beautifully scripted drive. It was beautiful. Yeah. Which the, they've done that a lot this whole season. People don't give them credit for it. Mm-hmm. The Jaguars have started fast in a ton of games. They, yeah, they were the best. Scoring offense in the first quarter in the entire league. I think one thing that Hackett's done well, and I think people are going to overlook it, is he has really played well with his play calling into what the defense and the attitude of the game is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go outside of his like outside of the the flow of the game very often. He knows and understands like, oh, our defense is playing really well. Why throw bombs? Like I can take yeah. you know dinks and dunks and punt the ball. Or, oh, we're in a shootout. Like, on Sunday, he started, you really saw some play actions. I mean, they ran the same play pretty much about yeah. four times. Yeah. And I they think, finally hit it. And he had the absolute best play call of oh, the, the year. the F-slip? The, yeah, the, the play action that Tommy Bohannon touched down. No, I, no, I lost my Bohannon didn't make the Pro Bowl. Tommy Bohannon. He blocked for the best running game in football, and he scored three, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah it, it's <laughs> but that's, the, that's the Patriots back right there. But yeah, I mean, Sunday. I, I wouldn't say I was worried at any point, but Sunday, like the score, forty-five, forty-two, did not match the, the game. You at br- all. you bring up a good point. I didn't even think about this. It's a Tommy Bohannon, Tommy Bohannon, James Devlin, Devlin yeah, pro yeah. ball pro fullback ball showdown. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a revenge match. Got something to prove here this week. That's <laughs> for sure. I I think Borles played exactly what he needed to play. I tried to look for a comment I made because someone asked me for a prediction for his yards on Facebook. For rushing yards, and then I gave my prediction for all his yards, and I think I said like fourteen of twenty-one for like one ninety to two hundred yards, a touchdown or two, no picks, and maybe like thirty to forty yards rushing. Yeah, which that's pretty much that's exactly what exactly he got. What a little bit over two hundred yards passing. Mm-hmm. He had his touchdown. He was fourteen of twenty-six, but you saw several drops on the day by receivers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he got his five rushing attempts for thirty-five yards, yep. which were again a big deal in this one. And he played the ball. Identical game, pretty much, to 2007, David Garrard. Yeah. It was very, very similar 
to that game. Mm-hmm. And that pass deep downfield to Keelan Cole, that was an impressive one. Yeah. It was. It was on the money in and, between two defenders. And even late, the, the check down to TJ Yelton that got oh. about 30 or 40 yards when he was looking downfield and all of a sudden he's feeling the pressure and then he had just dumps it off. Check downs. He had a check down, I think it was to um, Koyak, actually. No, it might have been O'Shaughnessy. It was like a yeah. third down, and he's looking downfield, and he just flips his hips and throws it to the the right. Yeah, and it was just it was beautiful. And so simple, but the just, third down pickup, like yeah. you said, TJ Yeldon, that that third down pickup, huge. That probably was what ends up winning the game. Exactly. Yeah. Let's um, go ahead and give TJ Yeldon some big love here. TJ Yeldon's second, his from the first game he played, I think it was what the Colts. Yeah. When he really came in. Yeah. So about this was his second biggest game of his career. In terms of the way Production, he Production, yeah. And but his whole second clutch. half of the year. Yeah. He's played like he, what I think what Jags fans wanted him to play. Yeah. He is a true second string backup running back that plays 25% of the snaps. Big on third down. His pass protection is amazing. Yeah, good, excellent yeah. receiver. Good, and good, he knocked the shit out of Mike Mitchell. Woo! And beautiful. with a little that smile. You know, Blake Bortles. I love that still where Mike Mitchell is just like bent oh, backwards. So, oh, where the hell does Mike Mitchell get off? He's not even good. No, but again. You're going to know my name after the game. Malik Jackson walking through what? the tunnel after the game. Where's my Mitchell? Bring out Mitchell. Bring Mike out 23. I, I mean, I think. I don't much know him. <laughs> I don't much know him. <laughs> but, I mean, getting back to, we were talking about what, Bortles? Yeah. Bortles, if Bortles can play that type of game again, there's no reason it can't be the Patriots. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and what helps, and what helps every time he has a good game, and you've seen it, is when Leonard Fournette's able to run the ball. If they're able to block like they did up front, I mean, they were beaten. They oh. were pistol whipping the Steelers' defensive line mm-hmm. for most. Right, of that game. and that's a defensive line that features Stephon Tuitt, Javon Hargrave, Cam Hayward, T.J. Watt, Tyson Alawalu, Tyson Alawalu, who's good in run defense. Absolutely. I mean, the only person I were missing was Shazier, and I, Shazier and that, doesn't that huge. Yeah. I don't think he makes that much of a difference. He made a big difference in the passing game, in my opinion. Maybe in the yeah. passing game, but the rushing game, I don't think. He's not huge in run defense. He's no. good at run defense. He's yeah. not great. He's a great coverage linebacker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's extremely good. But good on you, Bortles. Yeah, yeah. no doubt about it. If you don't like Bortles after this... Man, it's... It, the, like, I keep... What does he need to do? I just, just... Just final thoughts here. I I keep thinking there's no way to bring him back, but then they just keep you hanging on. Yeah. If he keeps playing and he wins the Super Bowl, I don't think do it's do? necessarily about what he does from here on out anymore. I think yeah, uh, he's done enough to stay. But if the Jaguars have the opportunity in the offseason to get mm-hmm. somebody that they value, value as an upgrade, they should still do it. Yeah, uh, Bortles, way to go. Keep it up. Running game. Offensive line. They came back to life, as we said. Leonard Fournette rushed the ball for over 100 yards, averaged 4.4 yards a carry, found the end zone three times. He's the youngest player in NFL postseason history to and, do so. And had more touchdowns in Heinz Field than Le'Veon Bell did this year. No, Le'Veon Bell ended up beating him by one. No, it was 5-4. to four. I thought Le'Veon Bell ended up having more. No, Because he had three four. going into the game. Because I, I just saw a stat like the other day. I thought it said he had more. 
Yeah, five to four. The only person who outscored him this year at Heinz Field was Antonio Brown. That's what. It, that's what. And Telvin Smith had the six most touchdowns at Heinz Field <laughs> yeah. this year. As well. He scored twice. <laughs> so awesome. good for him. Uh, we're really just filling up the Heinz Field record books over there. Uh, receivers. How do we feel the receivers played in this one, including the tight ends? Uh, I mean, they weren't asked to do a ton. Mm-hmm. They did what they needed to do. I thought um, the biggest play that sticks out in my mind was D.D. Westbrook. Uh, they were running the short crossers. Like yeah, and he just settled, make, right, yeah, there he settled right in the zone on a third down. That was great. Which, again, was another big play to help ice the game away. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the catch by Keelan Cole was huge. Marquise Lee made some plays. Marquise he got Lee open. made yeah. some good he plays. He struggled a little bit. His first time. catch, his yeah. first catch, kind of irritated me. He ended up having to walk off after that because he didn't just cut up the field. Um, but again, I think you don't need if you can ask only that from the receivers, you're going to win a lot of football yeah. games with this. And team. those receivers were blocking. Yeah. yeah, Marquise Lee said it this week. He was like, "If we run the ball a hundred times, I'm blocking a hundred yeah, times." Let's do it. So they're ready to do it. That's exciting, obviously. I mean, I think they stepped up when they needed to. I yeah. think um, the tight ends played pretty really well. I mean, Mercedes Lewis, his most underrated play. blocking tight end in a long, long time. Yeah, and Brian Baldinger came out and said it uh, today. I believe he was on ten ten with the guys. He was like, you know. Uh, Mercedes Lewis and Rob Gronkowski are the best blocking tight ends in football by a wide margin. Yeah. There's no one else close. I had a conversation, and I just was like thought about this not long ago, with a buddy of mine, Cliff. You know Cliff. Yeah. Um, Shout out to you, Cliff. Yeah, like seven years ago, maybe. This was a long time ago. When Mercedes Lewis, but they were talking about like cutting him. You know, everybody's like, get rid of Mercedes, he's terrible. And he was everybody that would say it, he would always step up and say, You don't understand what Mercedes means to this team mm-hmm. until you take him off the field on a running down. He might not be flashy. And he was hurt for a couple games yeah. and the run game went to shit. Yeah. And that's when he really proved his point. And ever since he said that, like I've really tried to pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how much of a impact Mercedes Lewis makes on this run game. No doubt about it. Um so Defense. Let's move over to that side of the ball. We don't have to talk about it too much. We know what the Jaguars' defense brings to the table. But, Hunter, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, the big plays we saw from the Steelers in the game, the big touchdown plays from Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, the Martavis Bryant one at the end of the half. I mean, uh, the first touchdown to Antonio Brown, I think it's it's an offensive league, so he's going to get away with whatever offensive pass interference you think there was. They want him to score that touchdown. Other than that, it was an amazing play by Antonio yeah, Brown. Yeah, it, it was ridiculous catch too. Oh, great coverage! Not much else you can do. Deion Sanders even came out and said after the game, "Like, what else do you want the guy to do?" Uh, um, the Le'Veon Bell again, great coverage. Telvin Smith actually gets a hand in there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how he caught that ball because he's. A I said that like four times. Pay the man. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, and then the the touchdown to Antonio Brown. The last one, I do think that A.J. Boye plays it a little soft. Mm-hmm. He lets Antonio Brown get inside, which is something... The way he boxed out into, uh, A.J. Boye was not good. Yeah. And I know Antonio Brown is really good, and I do understand that. He's, he's a, He is the best receiver in football. I 100% agree. Close, <laughs> close ahead of DeAndre Hopkins, but he's the best. Yeah. A.J. Boye could have made a play on that. Mm. The touchdown at the end of the half, 
That was I don't know. Pretty bad. I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was miscommunication because I tried to watch it and I don't know if Gibson thought that he had corner help because mm-hmm. they were in like a cover three. Yeah. Or if he thought that they might be running a crossing pattern of some kind underneath the skinny post. That's the only thing I could say is his eyes were looking in the wrong place. And then by the time he recovered, it was too late. That boy, uh, Martavis Bryant. I mean, Martavis Bryant, he's got to be like the second best athlete at wide receiver yeah. in football. And, he, Julio Jones. <laughs> yeah. and he's not even the, the, he's the, maybe the third best weapon on the Steelers. Right. That's, That's crazy. From athleticism yeah. standpoint, oh, there's nobody that touches him really. But the defense played very, very I'm not going to say soft or conservative, but they didn't play their normal They were up 28-7, and they got comfortable, it looked like to me. I think they got comfortable for most of the game, even before then. I think they were just, they understood the flow of the game again, and they weren't going to, they knew they could stop the run with a six-man box, Mm -hmm. five or six-man box. They knew it because they proved it. Yeah. They did not want to go in man. It did not look they wanted to go in man because they thought man would be too big of plays. Mm Mm-hmm. I think in zone, you allow Ben to pick and choose and start taking dinks and dunks, which he did. Yeah. A lot of long drives that ended up into a fourth down touchdown. They went for it a lot. But, I mean, they were down so much yeah. early. It was... Cause I, even, I texted y'all and said, like, oh, this elite elite defense in quotations needs to step yeah. it up. Yeah. And there was a couple times where I was like, God, that's why they are not quite that elite defense. But the fourth and one stop by Jalen Ramsey. That was so The good. fourth and one play by A.J. Boye coming mm-hmm. across the middle. Those plays are what really makes this defense what they are. The yeah. big plays when you need them. I just think you're not going to stop Antonio Brown. You're not going to stop He's leading on Bass. And, yeah. and you're not going to stop Big Ben. Big Ben is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah. One of the best quarterbacks to play the game in our generation. Who's probably the hottest quarterback in the league right now. And if you're Was. throwing the ball 58 times a game, he threw the ball 120 times this year against us, pretty much. He's 120 times. He played like games. six times, right? Yeah. <laughs> For almost 1,000 yards. Like, put, But then again, he just throws it. Oh, I mean, when you're throwing it that much, I just think, don't expect that this week. They, I don't think. They do not have the athletes. They've got playmakers, but... It's not coming from every single direction like the Steelers do. Yeah, and we'll get into that here very shortly. Special teams played very well again. Brad Norman's second straight game with three punts uh, downed inside the 20. Lambo nailed everything again. Lambo's the man. He's God. great. Except for that block punt. Don't forget about that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, there was. I mean... <laughs> it wasn't on Norman, yeah. but... But uh, other than that, clean game by the special teams... They've been playing very well this season, and they'll need to play well again in order to beat the Pats. Uh, before we get into our Pats preview, I'd like to remind everybody, Bold City Brewery, the one and only sponsor of the Gin Jag podcast. Find them online at BoldCityBrewery.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bold City Brewery. We have got a Pop Top segment coming up for you guys right now. We've got the Greens Pale Ale. And we'll tell you a little bit about it before we pop it open here. Who gets greens? Oh. <laughs> looks like me. It's in front of me. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Scott's going to get that one. So. Got to finish this one first. It's a dry and refreshing pale ale full of uh, juicy hop character. The Yukonot, which is a trademarked type of hops. 
contributes aromas of tropical fruits and pine and flavors of citrus, papaya, and melon. So, so you'll definitely get a fruit, a little bit of fruitiness, we would think here. It's literally Starburst in the can. It's dry and juicy. Oh, dude. I'm so excited. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Is it going to be better? Than Three, two, one. Hey! That's such a good sound. It is. Always. It's so good. Got to chug my beer, bro. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get it in. Real quick. It always creeps up on us. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. Especially when you have a two weeks of information, pretty much, to talk yeah. about. Yeah. You miss a week. and it's... We haven't gone for a week. We're just kind of jabber-jawing here. <laughs> hey. We're long in the tooth. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Although I do believe long in the tooth doesn't refer to speaking. Yeah, I think you're right, actually. I can't, I don't know what I was thinking of. But we're about to hit episode 60 next week, so. We're getting long in the tooth. Maybe I just feel old. (laughs) What am I thinking of? I don't know. It'll come to me sometime. Too much turf in your (laughs) your days. Let's taste this. Ooh. Yep, that's what I imagine a Starburst. That is sweet. That was really good. Yeah. Alright. That might be one of my new favorites from them. Right behind 19. I'll clear my palate real quick. <laughs> I get some coffee grounds. Oh, wait, no, that's just for that's no. first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure if you eat the coffee grounds, it'll get the taste of the last beer out of your mouth. I am a that f- is excellent. I am a fan. Refreshing. Yeah. I'm a fan. Very refreshing. <laughs> Do they so sell it six packs? That's Green's Pale Ale. You can only get that over at Bolt City downtown on East Bay Street. Also, check them out on Roselle and Riverside. And again, BoldCityBrewery.com, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Bold City Brewery. Make sure to follow Scott Klein for all the uh, Texas hot takes, Jaguars hot takes, <laughs> everything that you can uh, find over there on uh, at ScottKlein1 on Twitter. Hunter any, Evans, you got Coach, at Coach H underscore Evans. What were you going to say, Scott? I was, I was just going to say, any pettiness or just savagery I can find yeah. from Jaguars, Jaguars fans, Anybody related it's to getting Duval. reposted? It's yeah, it's it's getting sent out to everyone. That's what I like to hear. Now follow Jen Jag on Twitter at Generation Jag on Facebook and Instagram at Generation Jaguar, and check us out online at jenjag.com. All the latest news, analysis, updates. Like we told you, we've got tons of cool gear on there. Jenjag.com. Check out the Jenjag gear page, and make sure to come hang out with us this weekend at Bricks Tap House. For the watch party for the AFC Championship, find them in Jack's Beach, JacksonvilleBeachBar.com. In case everyone forgot, the Jaguars are playing the Patriots this weekend. Do what? Yes. Is it not weird, though, that we're not three weeks into draft talk? It is very weird. <laughs> you mean like eight weeks? Yeah. What are you talking about, three? Yeah. <laughs> you think we start draft talk at the end of the regular season? Yeah. But we we haven't hung up the pads like we're no. Usually I'm done with football and I'm like, all right, there's nothing else on. I guess I'll watch the playoffs. <laughs> I've had a very good football year, so I'm pretty happy. It's yeah. My oh football, shut my up! Football season. Shut up, Hunter. Sorry. <laughs> if you have any Alabama hate, throw it at Hunter. Please on Twitter, please, 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 please. <laughs> at Coach H underscore I, Evans. I, I think I'm pretty humble. <laughs> okay. I think <laughs> not. <laughs> But I imagine, I imagine it'd be hard to be pretty humble at this point when your team is so dominant. It's just annoying. They're the they're the Patriots awful. of college oh, yeah. football. There's, There's no question. The Patriots wish. Saban and Belichick have so much so many parallels. It's the exact same thing. It's yeah. the same program. So 
Pats, Jags, Brady versus Bortles, Coughlin versus Belichick, Saxonville versus the high-flying offense of New England, and uh, an amazing AFC championship matchup here. Uh, you got to start with Tom Brady when you talk about the Patriots, in my opinion. Before we talk about that, something you said made me think of something. All right. Do you think Doug Marone likes the comment that you just made? Yes. What's that? Because he which one? He calls you Coughlin know, coach still. Yeah. Like, he doesn't give a I damn really, what people I think. I think he is obsessed with it. He is. And he, I'm sorry. What I just said, said Coughlin versus Belichick. Belichick. Oh, okay, okay. And it's made me, and I just like brought it up in my head. Maroon is Coughlin 2.0. It takes yeah. away. When Coughlin's gone, I'll say Maroon. But for now, no, it's still Coughlin's show. I just, it is. I, and there's history. There's, I yeah. think he, but I think this is away from the Patriots, but I think Maroon loves his role because oh, he, he, he gets to coach football. No one cares about him. And I care about him. He's a swell dude. This is what he wants. This Forced is why he was perfect for the role, and this is why they hired him. So, but that just made me think about it. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Because a lot of people, I, a lot of people would have that issue, but I don't think that Coughlin would have ever hired Marone. Yeah, I, you know, if I he think thought that perfect. would be an issue. Because I, I guarantee you, Marone was in Coughlin's office the past couple of days. Saying, Marone's hey. like Tom Coughlin's son, basically. Yeah. yeah. He's there's, an apprentice. There would be a lot of people who are saying this is my team, and there's always a presence but it looming is. over me. And Coughlin has made it known that it's not his yeah. team. It is Maroon, but team. it is. But if they, I mean, I mean, low key. I just feel like he's the patriarch, and Maroon is like the dad that's taking the. I passed from the, the business ground. down to you, but like, I watch from afar. But, it, but Coughlin is in every like you know game plan meeting and all that stuff. Like he is but part I, of the weekly game plan. I think. He, it's again getting off topic from the Patriots, but I think he's done a really good job, and it's probably overlooked again. But Coughlin has done such a good job of staying out of the picture when it comes to the players' view he's, of what Marone he is. Understands his job. He might he be there in coaches' meetings, but I don't think he's there. I would be very surprised if Coughlin's in the player meetings, the team meetings. No, I don't. I don't think he is at all. But when they're figuring out what their game plan is going, into but there's the nothing game, wrong with that. Yeah. That's I don't awesome. think so at all. But I think he's done a... It's, it's the perfect mix, and you just made me think about it. Yeah, and I don't think that there's any other two coaches, Coughlin and Marone, that could work this well together doing and, this situation. And I, and I appreciate that Marone is willing to, you know, obviously listen to every single thing that comes out of his mouth, because he's been there. He's done that. He's yeah. beaten the best. He's won two Super Bowls. No yeah. doubt. I mean, right. any sane person should listen. It'd be to like not listening to Vince Lombardi. Yeah, like you're gonna sit there and listen to him yeah. talk. So yeah, sorry. There can be a lot of there can be a lot of egos. <laughs> in the no, problem. but that was a good topic to talk about. Obviously, you just it's made very me think, when you when you said yeah. Coughlin Belichick, I was like, people have said that and we haven't talked about it. I'm yeah. sure that's postseason. That's gonna yeah. be some. It good certainly talk. is something good to talk about. I agree with you. Now, stopping Brady. Stopping Gronk. You can't stop Gronk. Nothing you do is ever going to stop Gronk. Gronk is a freak anomaly, Mm -hmm. just like Antonio Brown. There are a couple guys in the league that no matter what you do in life, you're never going to be able to completely stop them. I mean, Gronk is six foot, what, seven? Or six, six, something like that? Six, seven. 240, 250, and is an athlete. So take that out of the picture. People say put Jalen Ramsey. No, you can't put Jalen Ramsey on him. Because you put Jalen Ramsey on him, it it limits Jalen Ramsey's role and impact. I think in the scheme because it I think forces, you should try it. 
I think in certain some, situations. But you can't, yeah, people you don't do it the whole game. No, I but think I, you pick and choose your spots and you get them out there. Miles Jack and Barry Church are the two guys bracketing Gronk that are going to be huge. I 100% yeah. agree because, and that's a big reason why people are talking about it being a nightmare matchup because not everyone has the capability of devoting a linebacker and a safety. Yes. And having corners. When you say a nightmare matchup, you mean for the Patriots? The Patriots. For the Patriots. Because yes. right. you can rely on your corners shutting down the Jaguars. The Jaguars have the ability. It's, it's a bad matchup for the Patriots in the aspect that they don't have the athletes all over the field. Like, Gronk is their guy when it comes down to the thing. Yeah. Gronk is their guy. Talent wise, they don't match up with the Jaguars. No. And it's going to the be Jaguars. their team if they beat the Jaguars. Oh, yeah. And, but the Jaguars have the talent to play a good, not, I wouldn't say a good amount of man, but a good amount of man at the same time while devoting people to Gronk. They can mm-hmm. shut Gronk out of the game plan while not shutting him out at the same time. They can attempt to. Yeah, you can bracket <laughs> him and keep an eye on him. Yeah. Um, but Miles Jack is going to be huge against Gronk because mm-hmm. I think he's well, Telvin Smith too. But Jack has been in that role. Yeah. I mean, they put him at corner against Juju uh, Schuster Smith or whatever. His <laughs> yeah. Name is. yeah. I mean, Schuster. he covered Nelson Aguilar for an entire game at in USC. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. just followed him around the field the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that's a big matchup. One, one Jalen Ramsey will play some inside. Uh, you have to. Yeah. Uh, this I would is just where you love to trust. see Jalen get a. Big pass deflection, oh, knocking the ball out of Gronk's hands, or maybe even a pick on yeah. Gronk. My God! If if Todd Wash feels comfortable using Colvin, which he should, mm-hmm. Colvin should be huge playing outside. Yeah, throw him on Hogan, throw you know, or throw on Amendola and throw Boye on Hogan, and call it a day. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, there's also forget about Brandon Cooks. Cooks yeah. but He's so dangerous. You got guys to well, cover. Well, for their yeah. three big guys on the outside, or three receivers, you've got your three corners that can easily get the job done. Yeah. You've got Tyler Patman that you feel comfortable with as he well. He stepped up. I think well. Brady, I, lo- I love Brady as a football player, but the same as a quarterback, but at the same time, Brady has, I don't want to say he's a system quarterback because he's not, but he has fallen in love and really grown in the Belichick way. Mm-hmm. He's smart in what he does. He gets the ball out of his hands. So I think you can stop him, but Gronk would be the biggest concern for me. Yeah, and it's, I mean, they, they're perfectly fine having a 15-play drive and just marching their way down the field. They'll take shots. I just think they're not a vertical threat team. They're nothing the Patriots have ever They'll done. They'll test you. Deep, but, but that's somewhat, not what they want to. But their deep tests are never outside. Yeah, because Brady's not a good deep pass mm-hmm. thrower. He's he never has been, and yeah. uh, they're not. They've never been able to stretch the field vertically as much since they had Moss. But what they do really well is what a a lot of they're true West Coast. Mm. They really are true West Coast. They they throw ball out quick. They don't like yeah. to get Brady hit. They get the ball out quick. They get it in short routes. A lot of choice routes. A lot of option routes. And I was going to say they have smart, smart receivers. Exactly what I was just about to say is they play smart football. They know different coverages yep. and different and where to sink. There were there was the whole team smart, but we're yeah. talking offense first. Our defense. Their receivers are extremely smart. They're running backs. There's a reason they never have an elite running back because they don't want that. Belichick wants a guy 
who's dangerous out of the backfield because he's smart. Yeah. Not because he's over overly athletic. And Jordan passed me, showed me the notes real quick, and it, it talks about somebody who, ever since I knew we were playing the Patriots, has been keeping me up at night. Um, oh my God, Lewis, Deion, Deion Lewis. Lewis, and James White. Let's absolutely I, terrifies I me out of the backfield. I don't think he does. And I try to compare it to the Chargers game because we got tore up by what's what's his name? Yeah, Austin. Eckert. But at the same time, they have Keenan Allen, they have a Hunter Henry. Like they got guys that are matchups that you have to worry about. The Patriots have Gronk, and they have running backs, which for a lot of teams in the NFL are a big concern. But a lot of teams in the NFL, no team in the NFL has the speed that the Jaguars Miles have. Miles Jack and Talvin Smith, and smart, physical defense, and Blair Brown. Blair Brown, people, no question. Blair Brown has played out of his mind when he's been on the field. Mm-hmm. Well, you, he's and, been playing exactly the way that when the Jaguars drafted him, we thought he could play. Now, in preseason and training camp, he wasn't that, but he has been that lately. But, when they drafted him, you saw a guy that you thought could probably play a lot like Telvin yeah. Smith, and that's what you've seen the last few weeks. Well, when the Jaguars have put a lot of guys on the field lately that you – Kind of like you don't really notice it during the play. Yeah, but shout out to shows, Jared Wilson. Yeah, yeah. But Had it to shows to their for, back uh, and their number and their, their name, and it's like, who? Yeah, Jared like, Wilson, who's regularly a strong safety, filled in at free safety last yeah. week for Made a Sean huge Gibson. play against Martavis Bryant. That was the, yeah. was that was the fourth yeah. was that the fourth down play? No, no, no. It was the, later in the game where he goes people were crying back. about the pass interference. It was it was soft. The 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 speed of the Jaguars is unreal. Yeah. Unreal and the ability to get pressure without blitzing up the middle. We need Malik Jackson, Malik Jackson, and Calais Campbell on third downs, and Marcel Darius Darius. to just blow up that interior offensive line. Which to me, just briefly going back to the Steelers, made the thought of going for fourth and one on a pitch on an outside running play. Yeah, that was dumb. And is just not to mention oh you God. pitch it to a six foot two, two hundred and fifteen pound corner, yeah. who's a physical specimen. Go to Boye's side. He's still blowing it up. Yeah, yeah, probably. It's, it's but it, it ain't what Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey took Delaney Walker on head on. Yeah, but God damn. I think the the scheme is going to be huge. The Patriots really have the. I it's probably weird to say, but the Patriots have a harder time scheming for the Jaguars defense than vice versa. Because you know what you need to do against Brady. It's been proven. If you can get pressure up the middle, he can't scramble. He's not as effective right. scrambling outside. You don't want to say he can't. No. He wants to step up in the pocket. And, and, right. and, and the reason like a team that's specifically edge rushers doesn't work as well is because he can step, step up in up. the pocket. And he doesn't have to see you. He feels no. you. But we have when you're coming speed that. everywhere. But you step up in the pocket against the Jaguars, you're going to get your ass rocked by Malik Jackson and Marcel Darius. And, and don't Campbell. be surprised just because it, it would be something that I would try and something that would piss me off if I had a grunk and I was calling an offense. If you see a lot of Yannick Ngakwe line up over Gronk and really jam him off the ball. Yeah. Give, him, him. give him something to work with yeah. and then rush because you know you can still kind of play contain 
and let your inside pressure go. Yeah. You're not really worried about the outside pressure as much. Yeah. So you can just, whatever you can do to slow Gronk down. Bother him. Yeah. Put it in his head. Exactly. You saw what happened with the Bills when they were able to do that. <laughs> yeah, you tried to kill Tredavious White. Yeah. Now, uh, man versus zone. Are we running a combo of both for, for you? Is that what you would be doing? You can't. You can't do. I, you can't do one or the other. No, you have to and do people both. keep hearing, oh, they play that soft as zone. Everybody plays zone. You have yeah. to play zone. You can't play just strictly man. Then you're, you're chasing guys get, over the field. The you're tired. Game. You're weak. Yeah. You're gassed. Not to mention your and plus the and plus the quarterback can expect it and know. This is my, these are my man beaters. Not to mention, I think the Brady is going to know what the Jaguars' defense is doing every play. Yeah. I don't think okay. it matters though. Yeah. But one thing, or I don't think it will always matter. I think the Jaguars will be able to overcome at times Brady knowing what they're doing. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna have to, you can't athlete. outsmart. You can't outsmart this team. You have to be just physically one, better. One thing that a lot of people I don't think pay attention to is that defenses have so many checks built into a call that. Whether you call a zone, it's not always a zone. There's half field coverages yeah. and split, true split field coverages, and you got to do everything. You have to be such a multi diverse defense nowadays. I mean, even Which the Jaguars on, are. Yeah, but they run a four three and a two four five, but they can do so much out of those two looks. Exactly, and that's what and the same thing with the Patriots. Like both those these defenses are really good at running a lot. Different things and being oh, excuse me, four two five. I didn't four two. <laughs> we yeah. do run actually some two four five. <laughs> well, that, I mean, Blair Brown, when yeah. Blair Brown, Unique was it, he was walking around the line of scrimmage yeah. quite right. a bit. Right, I mean, you've game. seen you've seen Miles Jack and Tom Smith the start to play at safety. Yeah, <laughs> when the safety's starting at linebackers, so like you see things move around a lot. I mean, you got to run zone, you got to run man. Um, not to mention, there's there's man zone combos like there are variations there are man coverages that turn into zone there's zone that turns into man depending on on the look depending on the look and depending on the route like uh, a big zone they don't really play it as much in the nfl they're starting to but quarters coverage used to be when someone said quarters it was cover four four deep pretty much now it's turning into if you're running a vert but they're running an out it changes because someone's got to chase somebody i mean it's so complex that you can't just say that they, you can run one or the other. And and a lot of people talk about oh, you know the Patriots they're gonna be they're gonna be film junkies they're gonna be watching film blah 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 blah. Don't think the Jaguars defense doesn't watch film too. There's you can see Tashawn Gibson this last game, or yeah. it was even in the in the Bills game calling a guy. Hey, I know you I know you're going yeah. in motion. Come on, let's get this over with. I mean, at <laughs> this point of the year. With these guys, they know. I mean, they're so smart. There's a yeah. reason they're getting the coaches are getting paid as much money as they yeah. do. There really is. Like people say, I could do that, or why well, I, I can call this game. There's a reason they're <laughs> getting paid the money they are getting paid to be there till two or three in the morning, and then get back at six o'clock in the morning. They know what they're doing. They know the tendencies. And the one thing I think you have to worry about, and Coughlin, I'm sure, is going to be ready, and I think uh, Belichick will be ready. Be ready for some random stuff. Yeah. yeah. Be ready for the Patriots to throw something that you've never seen or mm-hmm. weren't expecting. Be ready for the Jaguars to do the same exact thing on yeah, both you're sides. Pulling of the ball. out all That's the stops the, at yeah. this point. Yeah, and I think with, not necessarily all the stops, but you're pulling, you're pulling things because you know your opponent. 
And that's the big thing. You know think, what they can expect. Yeah. You, you so gotta, try and work off that. You're yeah, gonna you self-scout. You're yeah, like, you really oh, do self-scout. Well, if I was the Patriots, I would expect this from this look. Hints, Let's do something crazy. It's yeah. a little play action, you know, F-slip, F-pot yeah, for yeah. a touchdown yeah. against the Steelers. That was we good. know they're in cover two. We also know we run a lot of this against cover two. Touchdown, Bohanna. So... There's a shout out to you, Nate Hackett. (laughs) There's a reason the people that are getting paid buku money are getting paid this money. They they're good at what they do for the most part, so let them do it, kind of thing. But now let's switch sides of the ball. This is the interesting side to me. I think they're both pretty interesting. <laughs> I'm more. I'm actually more interested in our offense versus their defense. Their defense is then the other way around. Turned it around just well, because I yeah, think. Let's talk about that defense a little bit here. Started out the season terribly. Yeah. They've really tightened up um, in terms of allowing points since week two. I believe the most points they've allowed is 24 in a game. They 26. do still allow. Okay, 26. They do still allow a ton of yards. Mm-hmm. Especially on the ground, four point seven yards per carry. They're th- allowed. Part of it is the three four with no Dante Hightower. Yeah, he Hightower's on injured reserve for him. They got a lot of guys out there that you're not gonna know who they are, but they can make plays. Speaking of scoring defenses, this is the first time ever that the final four teams alive all are in the top five in scoring defense. That's interesting. Cool. I like it. I like it a lot. Fun fact for the day. Now, what do we know about the Patriots and what they like to do on defense? They like to take away your number one option. Mm -hmm. That is what they always do. They're a 3-4 team that is going to bracket your best option no matter where you go. And our best option is Leonard Fournette. And even, well, yeah, but I'm more talking about receiving guys. I'm talking about like his... Belichick's game plan is going to be to stop Leonard Fournette. They'll find ways to stop him. Can you stop Leonard Fournette and the Jaguars' rushing attack? They did it against the Titans last week. I I personally don't think they did. Well, the stats show they did, but the Titans' game plan was terrible. Derrick Henry had 12. Mike Malarkey got fired this (laughs) this weekend for a reason. Well, uh, there's more to that story, I think. (laughs) <laughs> they're saying he wouldn't fire somebody. It had to be Rodisky, like. their offensive coordinator. Okay, well, if he's too stubborn to fire well, they said he, was, he was too loyal to one person, so all of them So everyone got fired. So he got fired. But, uh, what a Derrick Henry had 12 carries. Yeah, 12 carries, 38 12 yards. carries? 12 carries? I mean, they got the... You're 240 crashed. pounds. They yeah. got them in the uh, bad situations. The Patriots were able to get the Titans in a lot of bad situations. The, the Titans scored first. They had a seven to nothing, seven to seven ball game in the second quarter. You give your running back who's 240, 12 carries. Well, they you gave can him. bet the Jaguars aren't going to do that. No, no, if no. Leonard Fournette walks away with 12 carries in this game, not going to happen. Something needs to happen. Yeah. It's, I know it won't, but that's the same mentality that you would think the Titans have. Like, we're, the Jaguars the Titans team. think they have their franchise quarterback oh, in America. Oh, I, we can put it in America. No, you can't. I, I, I agree. Titans and the Jaguars, no matter how much people hate Malarkey, have that same mindset. Blue-collar, smash-mouth football. 
Right. The Titans proved that they're not as committed as the Jaguars. They tried to get too cute. They they tried to get too cute, and they tried to out scheme the Patriots. Don't try and out scheme the Patriots. Do well. Line up, punch them, run the ball, punch them in the mouth. They run a three four. They're gonna play a lot of quarter style coverage. They're gonna bracket your receivers. They're going. They know how to play defense. It Belichick is a defensive guru for a reason. <laughs> Matt Patricia has been there since two thousand five or six. Yeah, he's about he, to be the Lions head coach. He for knows a what yeah. he's doing. He knows the scheme, just like Kirby Smart knows. It's the same scheme. All that's the same idea. Not well enough. Apparently not. <laughs> but, but you have to line up and you have to out physical them. Yeah. That's how you beat the Patriots. That's how you beat. The, the Alabamas and the Patriots and the Georgias and I those think, type of teams. You I line think, up and you, you say, I'm going to do this. You can't stop it. And even if you do, I'm going to do it again because I know that we can beat you up more than you can beat us up. I think just facing the Patriots, and then maybe the Titans got into this a little bit themselves, they get you out of your bubble. They yeah. get you out of what you want to do yeah, they because you're trying you. to right. – Keep up. Change your mindset. And they don't up. want Fournette to carry no. the ball 25 times in this yeah. game. They do not want that. No. And I think Malarkey and, and company fell into that trap. Yeah, yeah, as did. in, we have to try and put points on the board and force things now. One thing that the offense needs to be able to do, and that they've shown a decent ability to do it, is stick to your game plan. Yeah. Make your own schedule. Don't try and keep up with Tom Brady. Don't do it because you're going to lose. Everybody that tries to keep up with him is going to get beat eventually. You can't go... You're not always going to go punch for punch in no. the same way. You beat the crap out of them. Ex- yeah, physically. You, physically. What has? What did the Giants do? They beat the crap yep. out of them. Twice. Twice. What did the Broncos do? They beat the crap out of them. Yep. It wasn't Peyton Manning in that offense. It was that mm-hmm. defense that was spearheaded at the time by Malik Jackson. If what did the Seahawks it, do for four quarters right. in... Almost, you know, to the last play. Same thing the Ravens did in 2012. You can't, and I was actually thinking about this thought on the way over. You cannot pull a Seahawks and outsmart yourself. Don't overthink what you're doing. Let's pass the ball great. when we have Marshawn In theory, Lynch. that is a great play. A beautiful play on the goal line. A pick route little slant. Nothing better than a pick Gotta route Gotta be you, though. But you've got to understand that we have number 24 in the backfield, just like we have number 27. If you're on the one-yard line, or if you need a yard, you line up and get the yard. And, I mean, at the time, the Seahawks didn't know Malcolm Butler was a superstar. No. What te- <laughs> I, want, I want to know what or if there is a better game plan than keeping the ball out of 12's hands. There well, is there a better. better. I mean, the best, and that's what the Jaguars are good at. Or yeah. should be. Like, that's what they're designed to do. Yeah, they look what they it. did in the third quarter against the Bills in the first round of the playoffs. They held the ball for nine and a half minutes. Or almost nine minutes. It was 8.50-something. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Don't get cute. Don't try and outscore them. Be who you are. Be the number one rushing offense in the league. And let's not turn this into a shootout. I know that's kind of what it, the Steelers game turned into. But it didn't feel it, like that. It as was much. not a shootout. The score was a yeah, shootout. Saying but a the shootout game, is okay, definitely yeah. a misrepresentation. I say, I, I've I, said I, that too. But it's easy to say shootout, 45 42. Yeah. A, shoot, a shootout is where it's 7 7, 14 to 7, 17 to 14, 21 okay, 17. Yeah. No, it, it was wasn't trying to keep It was up an with ass whipping that turned into a comeback. It was an right. offensive. That's what it was just to me. Spectacular plays they kept. I'd say in the second half it was a little bit of a shootout because you had the Jaguars trying to match what the 
Steelers were doing. Still, it wasn't a shootout to me because I felt like the Steelers were constantly being like, oh, shit, throw it 40 yards. Oh, shit, throw it 50 yards. You're right. And yeah. Bortles was like, here we go, TJ Yeldon. Take it 30. Yeah. Here, yeah. You know, You're right. Obviously. It wasn't a traditional, what you call, putting up 800 yards and a half kind of shootout. It was just points being put on yeah. the board in back-to-back fashion, um, matching punch for punch. And I am excited for this matchup because it is – a very finesse style fighter versus a yeah. very big. It's like Mike Tyson versus like an old school, just like like Manny Pacquiao. Just yeah, quick. it's like Manny Pacquiao versus like a bruiser. Yeah, like somebody's gonna dodge. Like the Patriots are gonna try and dodge and dip and dive, duck, dodge, yeah. five dodge, dodge, yeah. dip, <laughs> dive, dodge, dodge. <laughs> and the the Jaguars game. You can plan, dodge, dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. <laughs> <laughs> The Jaguars' game plan should be, you might hit us with a couple little taps, and that's fine. Like, Do I need to drink my own urine? Uh, <laughs> no, but it's exactly. sterile, and I like the taste. If the Jaguars <laughs> go by that mentality, they win the football game. <laughs> I, oh, man. I'm, but seriously, I'm more interested in our offense versus their defense. I think that's going to be the biggest storyline at the end of, at the end of the game. I I believe. Yeah, because the problem with the Patriots is they have a different game plan on offense every week. Mm-hmm. They're so diverse, and Brady has the entire playbook in his head. So you're never really going to know what they're going to bring to the table. You just got to kind of hope to God you can play coverage and because get pressure at the middle, play man-to-man coverage a decent amount with a good amount of zone, uh, you know, stop Gronk as much as you can and – be fast on the edge like we are with Telvin and Miles Jack. On yeah. offense, you've got to be able to run the ball physically because they're very weak. They've always been very weak physically in the middle. They got good corners for the most part. Yeah, they're their nickel fairly, situation this year has been sketchy. Yeah, but their their base corners are yeah. pretty with Malcolm Butler. Butler and Gilmore. Their safeties are pretty decent. Yeah, they're decent back there, and they're McCourty. really well coached on defense. But they're just not. Physical. Look at all the guys they've ever had. I mean, Chandler Jones isn't a very physical player. And he was a huge player for them. Dante Hightower in the NFL hasn't been very physical, even though that's what he was when he came into the NFL. They're not physical in the middle. They had uh, Nikovic. Not a very physical player when it came down to it. So Cam Robinson, Brandon Linder, Omame, all, uh, is up there now. Can they do have hosses? I mean, Omame was beating the piss out of some of those Steelers guys. <laughs> yeah. Can had a terrible block or two, but for the most, like, those five guys up front, add in Mercedes Lewis, Koyak, and O'Shaughnessy and Bohannon, need to just pistol whip and beat and beat and beat and beat down that front seven. Yeah, because you can win. You easily can control the game. You start to get Brady a little. I want to say flustered, but I. It, you start to get them kind of on the ropes, and that's what you got to do to win the game. To me, you know, you know what the Patriots have been offensively for a decade now. The Jaguars this year have shown over sixteen. Eh, this Steelers game was a bit of an anomaly, but defensively, we've been one of the best, and who knows how long. Yeah. Um, it's who can cover their blemishes. And elevate their play that isn't necessarily a strength on paper. Yeah. That's, that is what is going to decide the game. Yeah. I'm with you there. 
I think we've talked about this game quite a bit. Yeah. It's exciting. When, when was you know what time, time it is? Time to get another beer. Prediction time. <laughs> There's so many options. Yeah. I just don't know. Is there another pop top? It's prediction time. All right. Scott, why don't you start us off? I here. actually was not prepared for this. I'm going to think. Go ahead, Scott. It's going to be a good game. I was thinking about this before we found out that we were going to be recording last week. What exactly am I going to say about this Pittsburgh game? To be honest, I had no idea. I was so up in the air. I didn't know what to expect. I've been picking the Jaguars all season. Why would that start now? Stop. Or why would that stop? I'm saying 34-30 wow. Jaguars. I think the Patriots are going to get their points. There's only so much you can do. You can harass Tom Brady. You can't completely silence him. I think he's going to do some Tom Brady things. Defense is going to get a couple turnovers. The offense is going to be able to do somewhat of a repeat performance of this Pittsburgh game. Give me, give me a barn burner at 34-30, just down to the minute, last minute. Just a great game. I can, I personally cannot wait for this Jaguars win. <laughs> All right, I'll go next. Just because I'm so excited about what Hunter has to say here. <laughs> I'm just, I, I feel like he's got the craziest look in his eyes. I, I've seen that, I, I've I've seen seen that look. I have so many things going on in my head. That's the problem. All right, so I'm also going to take the Jaguars. Like Scott, I've been taking the Jaguars a lot this year. And unlike most people, I actually had the Jaguars going 9-7 and seven this year, which they were 10-6. and six. That was pretty close. Uh, I had some uh, some pretty good confidence going into this season with the Jags. I'm going to take the Jags 27-20. I think that the Jaguars win this game easier than they beat the Steelers. Okay. That's big. Bold. I mean, they were up two more, touchdowns. But bold game. No, no, no. Bold strategy. I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Yeah. And what I'm saying is it's not going to be as scary in the waning moments. Yeah. It might be a much closer game like throughout the game. Than it was versus the Steelers because most of the Steelers game, the Jaguars were up by two touchdowns mm-hmm. at least. I think at the end of the game, the Jaguars will have it in hand. I think Tom Brady's great. I think Rob Gronkowski's great. Bill Belichick's great. I don't think they've seen a defense like this. Yeah. 27 20 Jaguars. All right. My turn. I love it. And the Jaguars are able to force a couple turnovers defensively. Blake Bortles plays a clean game, and the Jaguars run the ball. I'm going to give two predictions. All right. I'm going to give, if I was betting my house prediction, <laughs> my life savings, you know, grace, my kids got to go to college kind of bet. I think that's what they should all be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> you bet with your heart, you bet with your brain. Exactly. I'm going to go with my... my uh, my college kid, you know, college kid going to college bet is 31-21 Patriots. All right. Ooh. Going to hate that one. But I just got to do that. My hometown, really what I think actually could happen and what I could see happening is like 23-21 Jaguars. 24-21. Just kind of scratching and scratching just fighting the whole game and- and I don't think, but I think it's. You need gonna, to give us one prediction. Yeah, he's kind of giving I'm the easy the answer. One. I'm going the second. Right. But I, I just think that it's going to be like a, a Jaguars kick five field goal kind of game, 
Patriots, yeah, might score two or three touchdowns. At the end, but you're the, like, how did we pull that but one But the Jaguars oh are going down. They're moving the ball, kicking field goals. Defense gives us a couple of good position, you know, possessions. Um, really get after Brady. But I don't I don't want to say they're not going to score touchdowns as much as the Patriots. But I just feel like they're going to get I, – I don't know, just that stuck. Like the wheels might start spinning a little bit in the mud. Um, very for possible. a little bit, yeah. So I think that that field multiple field goals, Josh Lambeau coming up big, making a forty-five yarder in Heinz Field of all places, you know, with a win, gives me faith in him. I think he could be a big factor in this game. So I'm gonna go twenty-three to twenty-two-one, twenty-two, twenty-two, <laughs> something one. like that. Two hundred twenty-one points. It's close, but God, please, Jack. I don't know why. I feel I feel like I was more nervous for the Steelers game. I think it was because of I actually, how we were talking about this before you got. I think it was because of how we I, dismantled them the first time. I maybe think, I thought there was no way it was going to happen again. We were talking about it because I feel like as a fan, at this point, we're playing with house money. It, we we are. made it I mean, farther than we ever thought. But could we also show that we belong. The Steelers mean, are a better matchup for the Jaguars than the Patriots are. Granted, I also Not, have said talent wise. Scheme wise, yeah. Steelers like to go deep. They were able to go deep a lot, and yeah. they got, in my opinion, very lucky on mm-hmm. a lot of those plays. Patriots, that scheme reminds you of the 49ers, obviously, because where's Jimmy G come from? Yeah. Less athletes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But many, I mean, talent wise, it's not close. I think the Jaguars have way more talent on both sides of the ball. So we're yeah. all picking the Jaguars. Jaguars. Let's do it. Oh my God. Jaguars, Let's baby. Let's do it. I'll cry. I really will. <laughs> I mean, at this point, they've got one matter. less win than the Patriots this if, year. They've got they, 12 wins. If they beat the Patriots and they go to the Super Bowl, to me, it's, I will cry. It's so much. It'd be the most exciting day of my life. Like, well, it'd be the biggest win in Jaguars history. If you've got a kid, you it take would, that it back. Rival, it'd be up there with like the birth of my kid kind of thing. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, because like, this is 100%. Like, we're, we're all three born here, right? Like, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the only reason I watch the NFL, so... Like, yeah, <laughs> Jaguars, baby. It'd be huge. It's a beautiful thing. Oh my god, I cry. <laughs> I'm gonna cry just thinking about I, it. I right am. Now. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. And to me, it's such like a redemption tour of the 2007 season. Now, we got. Hey, guess what? We we crossed the. Oh, we, I know. We had now a game we before. We got to take. The, we we, this we is knocked off the Steelers. 2007 all over again. Right, and now the Jaguars and Patriots. We haven't talked about this at all. Jaguars and Patriots have playoff history, mm-hmm. so usually come out on the side of the Patriots. Both times. But uh, I don't think that matters because these Jaguars players they weren't around back then. Uh, they didn't. It matters more to the city and to the old players. Right. And there's no Dennis Northcutt. There's no Dennis <laughs> Dropcutt. That's for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's a fresh game. Like, there's not, like, this lingering animosity, animosity between the two no, teams. That was 10 years ago. Am I the right. only one though, that thinks that no matter who wins this game on Sunday, they're the Super Bowl winner? Uh, in my I, don't mind, know. I don't know. In my mind, I see whoever wins this game beating whoever the NFC sends. To me, I hope you're right, but I don't know. To me, I'm glad New Orleans lost because I didn't want to play them. I did not. I, I uh, yeah, I 100 percent agree. Oh, so you're saying you'd like to play Case Keenum or Nick Foles? Me too. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? No yeah. way. But no, Minnesota's defense is for real. Philadelphia's defense is oh, I agree, but great. But it looks to me 
I'm not as worried. Yeah, on paper, the Patriots are better than both of those teams. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's why football is great. No, no, <laughs> That's no, why no, no. football is great. It doesn't matter anything that we say until Sunday. Oh, I know. That's going to do it for our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Please uh, review us on iTunes. Follow us on SoundCloud. Follow Scott Klein on Twitter, at ScottKlein1. Hunter Evans, at CoachH underscore Evans. And you can follow myself, Jordan DeLugo, at Jordan DeLugo on Twitter. Um, check out our website, GenJack.com, for all the latest news and analysis. We've got tons of merch up there. Good stuff. Come hang out with us this Sunday for the Jaguars watch party against the New England Patriots in the AFC Championship at Bricks Tap House in Jacksonville Beach. Uh, find them at jacksonvillebeachbar.com. And go Jags. Thanks for listening. I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. And uh, just en- enjoy the heck out of this week, Duval. You might not get this type of week, you know, in some time. AFC Championships don't come around every uh, every year normally. To me, don't stress over it. Don't worry about it. Just enjoy it. Let things unfold, and enjoy enjoy the season. I mean, it's been beautiful. Take it in. The Jaguars are on the verge of having the biggest turnaround in terms of draft picks in NFL history, going from. The fourth overall pick to potentially number 32. Yeah, literally the lowest pick that, well, the closest to one that we could have is 29. Yeah. Right now. And we picked four last year. That's that's ridiculous. Enjoy it, Duval. Enjoy I want to say before we go, shout out to my mom. She's in the hospital right now. She got pneumonia from the flu that's been oh, going around. Gosh. She listens to us every week. I hope you feel better. Uh, she's a Jaguars fanatic. She loves She is. It. No doubt about it. So, Judy Klein, shout out to you. I love you. Feel better. Shout out to you, Judy. Thanks for being such a big supporter, not only of the Gen Jag podcast, but of our entire lives, really. Yeah. <laughs> You're the best. You've been awesome. Thank you. Hope you get better soon with the pneumonia. And, again, just enjoy this week, Duval. Go out, beat the beat the uh, Patriots there for us, Jaguars, and we'll we'll be all good to go heading off to the Super Bowl. That's gonna do it for the Gen Jag Podcast, episode fifty nine. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to the Gen Jag Podcast with your host, Jordan DeLugo. Online at GenJag.com. Twitter at Generation Jag. Facebook and Instagram at Generation Jaguar. Block and teal all day. We'll catch you next time. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. 
New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.